Day 53 without AC. <laughs> Robbie's starting to lose a layer of skin. <laughs> Travis yeah. cries himself to sleep every night. And we're getting into one with the realistic yeah. agent right good now. Thing you're, good thing your your aunt is an absolute firecracker. I just heard that phone call and she's going to... She's going to lay into it. Um, but yeah, you're on too many jams. A show without AC. <laughs> with help from friends, experts, and our own personal experiences, we have to shed some light on those... Without, <laughs> I fucked it up. I fucked it up. Yeah. With help from friends, experts, and our own personal experiences, we hope to shed some light on those things that leave our age group lost and confused. So, um, Robbie has invited a guest on today that I actually haven't met outside of maybe a five minute hello. Mm-hmm. Um, I know nothing beyond your first name, Julia. So, so just to yeah, to give a little context, I met or we both met Julia. Uh, a couple of weeks ago because she came out with one of our friends to our party that we did at the distillery. And afterwards, we were out for drinks and uh, I was just chatting with Julia and there's another phone call. And uh, I just, I, I invited her on the show because she had some cool stories and uh, I thought she would be a good guest. So... Julia, welcome, welcome, Julia. Thanks, guys. Thanks for thinking I'm interesting enough to be here. Are you a fan of podcasts? I am a fan for, of podcasts. I, I listen to, I was going to say I watch, I listen to This American Life constantly. I don't know if you guys are familiar with that. It's no. A, it's an NPR show, um, kind of somewhat like this. Basically, they just interview, they have a theme each week, and they interview people who have lived through really interesting life experiences just to get like a kind of a recap. One of the topics they talked about was really bad mistakes. And so people were brought on to talk about the worst mistakes they'd ever made. And um, they interviewed someone who was into cryogenics. I want to say like when you freeze people to like Austin Powers, like Austin, exactly like Austin <laughs> Powers, which I actually watched last night. Also and Walt Disney. Also Walt Disney. Uh, Walt Disney. So Walt Disney's frozen. frozen. Did he? Yeah. yeah. No way. He's Didn't frozen. Yeah. So does he hope to be like? Yes. He wants to be reanimated. Unfrozen? That's the whole point. Yeah. He yeah. hopes One to be day. reanimated when they have the technology. Yeah. yeah. One day. But anyways, I have no idea. This podcast, the guy was interviewed, basically had this c- container of frozen people in his basement, and the frozen freezing mechanism, whatever, failed. And so he comes back down to check on these people like a week later, and they're all like decomposed, <gasps> and that was his worst mistake. Yeah, that is a bad yeah. one. Oh, <laughs> no I'm way. assuming people paid a lot of money to yeah, be froze really forever. Mistake. It's like I wasn't it, expecting that. Yeah. Is it like think about it? These people probably paid him money. His, yeah. Their families, and yeah. they said, "Okay, freeze my body forever uh-huh. until I'm, you know, until the technology's there." You made a mistake that technically killed them all. Yes. If they could be reincarnated, yeah, and now they can never re-animated. be reanimated. Now they can never be reanimated. Mm-hmm. So he technically killed them. If the future comes it's around rough. to reanimate. Yeah. And what if he died? Does he then join them downstairs and his family, like his generation below them keeps us. He actually was frozen when he died. This guy. Well, yeah, hopefully hopefully his different report. facility. I'm thinking. He should be basement. let, he should be let. Karma should let him thaw as well. And also how do you not have anyway, anyway, what were the repercussions? He was sued. I think by a lot of the families, some of the people, the, it was actually really sad. So he he froze this girl who died of like kidney failure or something when she was four years old. 
Um, but he did it for free because he just felt so bad for this family. Um, so his whole thing was like, it was less about like getting paid and the repercussions, but more about he really let this family down with thawing out their four-year-old child. Wow. Pretty dark. <laughs> <laughs> um, so what do you do? <laughs> Sorry. What do you do? What do I do? Um, currently I work in PR for this agency called Edelman and my office is in Yorkville. Ooh, hip. hip. Nice. Hip and trendy. It's in the same building as the Louis Vuitton there. So All right. Right. Mm-hmm. really L- nice. Really little fancy. shopping while you're at it. Yeah. Um, you hinted at, okay. You hinted earlier before. So I know nothing about you. Yes. And even when we were talking before the podcast, I was trying not to ask you anything, but I already think I figured out something about you in the one sentence you said where you said, well, I'm not from here. Uh-huh. And then you said, you listen to this American life. Are you American? I am American. And Great detective work. Yeah. And whereabouts? I'm actually from Seattle, Washington. Oh, super cool. Yeah. West Coast girl. West Coast. What brings you to this beautiful inner landlocked city? Um, I don't really consider Toronto landlocked, to be completely honest, because of the lakes. It makes it feel like it's not quite. Does it? I think so. I haven't seen the lake yet this summer. Oh. <laughs> I can see it from my apartment, so I feel like I'm. Okay. I mean, like I've I haven't swam in the lake in ten years. I was in it last summer. Yeah, um, didn't they recommend, a third eye yeah, or anything. They recommend not doing that. But yeah. I, I was on the island, so I was on the opposite side. Okay. Where it gets a little bit, you know, okay. more uh, more streams and yeah. Take away as far as I'm concerned, it's the lake is just a big temperature regulator. It is. That's exactly what it is. I don't swim in it. I don't bone on it. I don't look at it. I smell it sometimes. Smell it sometimes. That's but, nice. So, but uh, so you're from Seattle. Yeah, from Seattle. The reason why I kind of just sidetracked your question entirely. The reason why I came to Canada is because I went to McGill. Oh, cool. Yes. And then uh, you like liked it here so much because we're super rad and. Yeah, I wanted to stay. I think one thing about me is like, I mean I lived in Seattle for 18 years of my life, mm-hmm. and when I decided where I was going to go to school. I didn't really have any intentions of staying in the States. I mean, I saw myself going to school in Southern California and joining Kappa Kappa Gamma Sorority and just being another blonde bitty in SoCal. And something kind of just switched at me where I decided that that wasn't really what I wanted to do or be. And so I chose to go to school basically like on the complete opposite side of the world or country. How do you even hear about that? Like my mom is French. Okay. So she really pushed. She was like, I want you to go to school in a French speaking place. Like you're going to speak your French but all the time. But she's not Canadian. Like she's no, she's from Toulouse, like South Africa. Okay. Cause a lot of time it's the opposite, right? It's Canadians that go down to the yeah. American schools and then Americans, they don't really come up here much unless they have like a dual citizenship yeah. or, or some, some sort, sort of connection. connection yeah, right? yeah, exactly. But like, it's actually amazing because the education up here is, as far as I'm concerned, no worse than U.S. universities. If not better. If, if, not, better if not better at a top Canadian school. And for like such a discount, it's not even funny. Yeah. I mean, I also pay Canadian tuition because I'm French. Oh. I don't even pay international. You didn't pay international? No, I paid Canadian. You basically, compared to a, a U.S. school in SoCal with the exchange rate and everything, Went to school for like free. Basically, (laughs) basically my parents were really pleased. And I mean, I'm pleased now too, because it's, I got to graduate without loans or anything and I got to stay here, which is great. So did you learn French? I speak French. Oh, from home. Yeah. My mom is French. So I grew up speaking French. 
Oh, so cool. Yeah. No, right, right, all right, all right, all right. When was the last time you were back in Seattle? Last time I was back in Seattle, American Thanksgiving. So November. So you like it here. You're you're sticking around. I do like it here. I think it's just I appreciate how different Canada is that from where I'm from. I mean, great. It's not super different. It's like, not super it's, different. It's, it's it's really not that different. But there are a lot of differences that I do appreciate. And I like I really consider myself like like a wannabe Canadian. Like I don't really think of myself as that Americanized anymore. And especially just what's going on politically in the United States. Like there's so many things I don't agree with, not to say the politics in Canada are perfect, but I think my personal values are more in line with what's happening here on a political scale than the United States. So kind of just resonates with me. So how, how does it work working here? Like when you're an American, is it, was it easy to get, um, Visas, yeah, super easy. So if you because the reverse how, is the, so difficult. Super, I just want to move to yeah, California yeah, yeah. and surf our lives away. <laughs> and and they, what's wrong with us? Oh, good luck. But, but you good said luck. you said you can pay a bunch of money to uh, you learned about one lawyer's office. Yeah, if you, you pay, pay seven yeah. grand U.S. through them, they'll just they'll get you that one year artist visa. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> You yeah, know, are, it, are you on like a time? Yeah. So basically, what happens is if you go to a Canadian university from, I think, honestly, anywhere, I know being American, it's much easier. Um, when you graduate, you're essentially granted this three year work permit. And all you have to do is you go to the border and you bring your transcript mm-hmm. and you bring like $300 and a letter from the school saying you graduated with all your credits or whatever, you wait for a million hours and then they give you this visa and you're allowed to work in Canada for the next three years. So yeah, so that's what I did. And what did you take at school to get into PR? Um, my major had absolutely nothing to do with what I want to do. So I, my major was called industrial relations and basically it is the equivalent of like, HR, like human resources. So you study a lot of like economics and sociology and a little bit of law and like labor codes and labor relations and that kind of stuff. So it'd be like the idea with the industrial aspect, people are like, oh, industrial, like engineering. I'm like, no, not even close. No, no math involved. Absolutely none. Um, is because if you go into an HR position in Canada, a lot of the time you're going to be working in unionized settings. So you need to be familiar with like drafting collective agreements and negotiations and that kind of stuff. And typically in unionized settings, you're typically in like an industrial environment. So like CN or Canada post or mining, that kind of stuff. So can I, can I take it back? Um, I'm just a little curious about like, what's like, uh, what's growing up in Seattle? Like, like what's like, what's middle school? What do you do for, do you go for vacation? Mm -hmm. What's like the culture? Like what's high school? Like what's high school? Like, well, I think my experience was definitely very different than a lot of the other people that I knew growing up. Have I you went seen to Twilight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so my boyfriend was a vampire. Oh. So. <laughs> um, very different. But I went to a really teeny tiny French school for elementary school. Okay. And then I went to this public middle school where I like did not belong. I was super shy and quiet and like didn't really know how to talk to people because my middle school experience, or my elementary school experience, I just went to school with the same like 15 kids for six years. Oh, it's like, it's like being homeschooled with your yeah. cousins. <laughs> Literally like being homeschooled with your cousins. Like I was so awkward and weird. 
Um, so more like mean girls when you got to high school. Yes, exactly. <laughs> okay, I get it now. But then I went to all girls Catholic high school. Where again, swerve. I kind of just swerve. Yeah, where I, I kind of just stayed in my little bubble. And then I, I also danced really intensely all through like middle school and high school. Just and like stuff. you had like a condition, you couldn't stop dancing. In I school. couldn't stop dancing. It's kind of like Tourette's, but yeah. just like physical. So you danced intensely all through middle school and high school. That's yes. very tiring. Yeah, I was. So is uh, is it like a Seattle conservative or a liberal kind of place? Seattle's very liberal, very democratic. Sporty? Um, There's the Seahawks. You know, okay. football team. Not that I've ever been like, to a is, game. Like, is, was high school football a big thing? I mean, again, at all girls Catholic high school, there's not a ton of football. Was all um, was but- was high school <laughs> tennis volleyball a big thing? I mean, okay, let me backtrack. Football was a big thing for high schools. Yeah, just not mine. Yeah. But like was high school, like it's still got the typical U.S. feel. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a lot of, um, like you were raised Catholic, obviously. I was raised Jewish. Oh, what? You went <laughs> no, to a Catholic school? Make any sense? Um, Wait, what was I your last name again? Solomon is my last name. All oh, right, 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 right. I didn't know that. Huh? I said I didn't know that. Yeah, you were Jewish. But and then why'd but, you go Catholic? But, but Seattle's Seattle's a bit different though. Like or oh, I, in I, Seattle, Jewish is Catholic and Catholic is Jewish. <laughs> exactly. exactly. Okay. Reversed. Yeah. Reversed. Yeah. No, but being coastal towns, I feel like it's a little different than like regular America or what's going on over sort of in the middle closer to us. Like I'm trying to get, I'm trying to trying to get a feel. In what sense? Yeah. Like what do you just mean? like it, I mean for, more educated. For, I mean I've never been there, but from what I'm here like what I hear from people is that it's more like outdoorsy type Oh my god, yeah, stuff, it's super right? outdoorsy. Everyone wears like Tevas and socks. Are you guys known for anything? Um like if Seattle like is there stereotypes? Known, coffee? Coffee, like socks and sandals, shirts off and like 40 degree Fahrenheit weather, like which rain, is like, which is like what? 10 Celsius, five Celsius, five like. Celsius shirts <laughs> off, um, hiking weed, probably a lot like Vancouver, a lot yeah. like Vancouver. Okay. I got you. Exactly. Do you have, a, do you have a lot of uh, like Asians like Vancouver does as well? Or is it like us um, is tight on that? Not is the us tight on that. Um, I honestly am not like, really is it as multicultural sure. As- it's okay. Seattle's very multicultural. You have like a huge hodgepodge of different okay. ethnicities and backgrounds for sure. So you're not, you weren't shocked by that. Like coming to Toronto. Cause like, honestly, I find that there are, especially where I live, there's a lot more Asian people in Seattle. No, here, here. Oh yeah. No, for sure. There's tons. Yeah. No, we do have uh not, I'm not, I wouldn't even say that as a bad thing. Just like as an observation, we have, yeah. we have a mat, there's a massive Asian population in Vancouver and Toronto. Yeah. I think it's definitely big in Seattle, but I've definitely noticed it more in Vancouver and Toronto. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I think just Canada in general is, is a bit more. Uh, it's easier to come here. That's yeah, why. You literally just were like, I want to be here. And they're like, cool. Here's three years. Yeah. U.S. is like proof to us. Bitch, mm-hmm. <laughs> that no other American can do your job better. And there's, by the way, 300 million of us. All right. Come on in. Try it. Canada's like, all right, give it a go. Like, see what happens. Uh, <laughs> that's too lenient in that sense, right? I don't know. But I, I haven't seen any downside to our immigration policies yet. Yet. You know what I mean? Yeah. I've never once felt like, oh my God, all this diversity is a bad thing. Yeah. yeah, does it make sense? Mm-hmm. I don't know. May not. I've only heard in about our like lifetime, only in terms of apartments, you know, oh, in terms of say you're right, 
damn it, actually, I take that back. Let me live in an apartment downtown for cheaper, please. Yeah. Quit coming in with all this money. Do you know what? Yeah, well, yeah. Do you know what happens? Do you know why they did? They kind of put some, so they put like a rent control. And if you were international trying to buy apartments, it's like, there's like a freaking you have to pay insane way higher. tax. Yeah. yeah. Like, almost like the price of the unit. Good. Yeah. It's crazy. But it doesn't matter because they still do it. They but you know why it. they do it? This is what I, I learned this really recently. You cannot own land in China. Right. You, there's only like 99 year long leases. So people will buy real estate in Canada as an investment to own land physically and for their children, for their children and all that kind of stuff. Very interesting. So, and I would do the same thing too. Like anytime people get mad at other people for doing stuff or taking advantage of a system, shut up because yeah. you do the same thing if you were them. And you're like, you know what I mean? Like, I also heard that in China that people there they're worried about their money like being no taken shit. By, by, the by, by, by the government yes, stuff it's the so they look to invest country, yeah. Yeah. so you know what anywhere else where it's a bit safer don't right? get yeah, mad at them they like they're smart they're, they're doing the right thing doing job. and yeah we should technically protect ourselves but if we don't they have every right to take advantage of every system we have until it becomes like it'd be awesome it'd be awesome if instead of buying in toronto they just bought all the land that we don't use north of toronto you know, gives maybe but that land's not appreciating. Uh, you know what? I appreciate it. Honestly, it's kind of tro- <laughs> <laughs> it's Toronto's fault that they haven't put in the proper legislation and made rules. Yeah, well, now, so, they're, right? now they're you trying know, to do some stuff. You know, yeah, you can't blame anyone for anything. No, I just wanted to get a little like glimpse into Seattle life. So you kind of felt like a little bit, maybe like a little bit like an outcast. Oh, like, for sure. That's totally why did. you were cool to start fresh in a. A French-speaking Quebecois city. Uh huh. I mean, I don't know. I just I felt like I was never popular in high school. I like didn't really have a ton of friends, so I was just like, there's really nothing left for me here, and I didn't really want to go to a university that was close to where all the people I knew from high school yeah. were going to go. Like, I had no intentions of staying in Washington and. California was just nice because it's California, right? Yeah. Who doesn't want to live there? Oh, but you tell me. I love we it. We want to move out there. Yeah. Um, okay, okay, okay. So that makes sense. It's a bit of a blessing. Like um, that, because I feel like we are, we, we want to uproot a lot too. Yeah. But because we were blessed with like a very, we're super popular, you know? Yeah. It's kind of tough to leave all these, <laughs> all these friends and family and stuff. But um, so you come to... Montreal and did that kind of change? Did you find yourself like super cool here or like, yeah, I mean, I like for the first time I felt like I had like this big group of friends and I felt, I felt cool, which was a weird feeling for me. Like I never felt cool in high school. I never felt like people wanted to hang out with me or I had really anything interesting to offer. And I was like, damn kind of fuck with this feeling. Did you, uh, did you go through like, I, I know from having a sister, I was going to ask you if you have any brothers or sisters, but my sister, God bless her, went through like such a ugly stage when <laughs> she was growing up. She managed to still be popular through it, but did you have like an awkward stage? Oh coming? yeah. I had a really awkward stage for a while. Like braces, oh, teeth, yeah, hair yeah, yeah. frizzed out to the side. My hair was always manageable. I was blessed in that regard and I never had bad skin either. Okay. Also really blessed Huge. for that. But my teeth were horrendous. <laughs> I like, like, like walrus teeth. Like, like I stick my pinky between my two front teeth. It was really bad. And then I got braces and then I got my braces off and I was like, wow. Okay. I okay. look good. I was like, 
I, I uh, fuck with this. Let's, <laughs> let's keep this going. Like, sure. But no, I definitely had a phase. Eighth grade, I was a little chubby. That's the phase. Like, it was my sister's, like, probably. Braces and just. Eighth and ninth and tenth. Going uh, to 10th yeah. grade. 10th grade, I was okay. That's when it starts like, you're like, oh you, my God. You're on the cusp. Yeah. It's, it's getting Here's better. makeup. I'm now straightening my hair. My braces come off. Yeah. And like, you're like, okay, I'm losing a bit of that baby, like middle school fat. Yeah, you don't know what to do with it at the early stages. No. And then you kind of tone it back, but you're Dude, still struggling my, my sister, all the way through. Beautiful now. Her ugly Betty phase. Wonderful. I might I might text her to ask her permission to no, throw it. No, I have some photos. I've seen sure. some pictures at your house. I, if she I, she will not maybe not give me permission, but if she does, I'm gonna throw it in the YouTube video of this right now. <laughs> I think it's funny. I think it's like it's fine if you grow out of your ugly phase. If you <laughs> just stay ugly forever, then it's just really sad. You know what? But that's also like if you can if you're the type of person like you said you weren't very popular in high school and you turned it into a positive by like relocating. Honestly. If if you have a negative in your life, like you're maybe not that attractive, you turn that into a positive. Yeah, you can like, do things. You can do things. I've seen it. Uh-huh. All right, dive into something where looks aren't a factor, and I guarantee you they won't be a factor in uh, all the things down the line, like getting a partner and having that money and being like it's almost cooler to be super successful and not attractive because uh, you know it's like I don't know how to explain it. If you're like a guy that has it all it's not as cool as like some just like, like mangled, like big boy that just like walks into the restaurant. is just like, I made it. Like, like, like give me an example. Okay. I, you know, it's going to sound really stupid, but like if I saw like a minority doing better than like, I've a part of me has always wanted to be like, uh, like a rapper, like a black rapper that makes it. And just like have that energy versus oh, just I like, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. I mean, okay. It's not necessarily ugly thing, but say it's like just a, someone like run DMC or like Dr. Dre who came from nothing yeah. and made it versus like Drake. Just, it's like you were on I the meant grassy. an adversity. I know. I know. But I'm yeah. saying like, yeah, like I, Drake came from this background already uh-huh. compared to someone who came I, from I, nothing. I'm not, I'm not saying I want that adversity. Because but you it's gotta, cooler, but it's cooler. It's way cooler. I was just saying you can turn your adversities. It's harder to push through. But, but it's cool. Honestly, you're legitimately cooler now here. No joke. Cause you're from Seattle. I guarantee you that same way as if I was in California right now, people would be like, what the fuck? And I'm from Toronto. When we visit there, I love, I love it. You're just like, oh, I'm Canadian. Like, haha. And they're like, whoa, (laughs) you can just feel that. I didn't know any better. You feel that little cooler. It it works at bars. It works like, oh my God, it definitely works at bars. I get hit on in the U S I don't get hit on here ever. That's the Toronto and, girl vibe. I don't know. Okay. I don't know what your opinion is on. We get, sorry, we get really sidetracked, but it, um, we've found that Toronto girls, uh, a bit of a culture, not that nice to us at bars, not that confident to approach guys, not just us in general, us. In, and we're talking about our friend group. Whereas compared to when we travel through the States and we've done a big statewide road trip, mm-hmm. we've been to California a few times uh, and it's always it's always felt um, girls there are comfortable approaching guys that they like and are not as like reject first. More shut off. I mean, I think it's just, again, I've only been living here since mid-May, but there's definitely this. Wait, like, like this last May? Like, like, like this a month one, and a half. <laughs> Uh, I'm fresh. That's so recent. I'm very fresh off the boat. Super yeah. cool. Super cool. Um, but I definitely think there's like this typical Toronto 
girl mm. and she's horrible to be around. I'm not going to lie. Like the couple times I've experienced Interesting. being around this kind of person, it's like, I don't really care how much your bag costs. Mm. I don't care who does your eyelash extensions. Your fake tan looks fake. So and stop you, telling and me And stop it's being real. mean to uh, Trav out at the bars. <laughs> yeah, I agree. But I, it's just not, it, for me, it just seems, it's like, seems really try hard and not really authentic and kind of almost cookie cutter, if that makes any sense. Just it, like the yeah. same girl, just in different bodies consistently. And I have friends who live here, who've been here for a while. And I like went to McGill or whatever. I met up with them and they've told me like, wow, it's refreshing to talk to you because you're not like, all these other yeah. girls we hang out with. And it's not every girl. Like again, our roommate, our sister, my sister, like our sisters, there's yeah. plenty. No, there's plenty there, of great girls here. Do not get me wrong. I've we're just talking about as them. a generalization, especially at the places where the local, you know, the local watering hole or like the clubs and all yeah. that. Like as a generalization, there is a Toronto girl cookie cutter vibe. Yeah. And, and, and Trav and I, we both went to Western, which is, I mean, you know, like, which is where a lot of them seem to frequent or, mm-hmm. or people, generalizes yeah. that type of person, right? Yeah. It's got its ups and downs. Yeah. You know what? It's got its ups and downs because you can also, when that type, that type of trajectory energy, like if you're on the inside, like if they're friends or they're in your friend group or you're a desirable male in like a friend group of people, then you get all the attention because they're rejecting everybody Else. outside. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so yeah, exactly. It's definitely like it has its ups and downs, but that was just an observation. Um, we can get back on track though. Did, did you know when you went to McGill what you wanted to do with your life? No. What do your parents do? I had absolutely no idea. So my mom, it's just a kind of a complicated situation. My mom does, she used to do like marketing for Bing, like Bing ads. Mm-hmm. Now so works for this th- company. Did very well. Now works for this company called Project Line. <laughs> um, and does more of the same kind of stuff. And then my dad... I'm going to butcher this completely. Started his own company. Basically, hospitals had an issue of digitalizing and computerizing all of their equipment in like a database. So Mm -hmm. he goes to hospitals and like designs, like cloud computes these databases for all of their medical equipment. Cool. Sounds complicated. Really complicated. My dad is a like really really smart. But he's but an like, entrepreneur. Like he started that business. Oh yeah, he started multiple businesses. And your mom is kind of like like the way you made it seem is that she was uh, pretty high up in these like. Uh, yeah, she's really good at what she yeah, does mm-hmm. for sure. So she's a professional. Yeah, she okay. is. And my dad does a lot of like entrepreneurial stuff, all kind of in the same sphere, like really techy and computery and like codes and like I literally think he thinks. In codes, like if you took a brain scan, it would just be mm. like HDMI codes, whatever. I got HTML, you. Whatever. HDMI, HTML, <laughs> high definition video <laughs> codes. And you mentioned you went to school for nothing, nothing for what to you do. wanted to do. What is yeah. it that you wanted to do? Is it PR or? So, this is kind of what I realized I want to do with my life. So I don't necessarily want to stay in this agency PR life for a while. What I want to do long term is basically do like what I do now, but internally for companies. So basically what my company does, Edelman, Mm -hmm. is that big companies will come to them. They have their own internal team, so they'll come to them for assistance in the Canadian market or for one particular project or whatever. So 
do you guys know Unilever? Have you heard of Unilever? Yeah. So Unilever is a big client of my company and my company handles all the PR and communication stuff for all their like lifestyle products and like, like Dove and Tresemme and like, what else do they do? Everything. Everything. Honestly, they just handle all of their, even like food stuff for them. Like they have a whole line of like food seasonings that my company handles and it's pretty cool. But what I want to do long-term is basically do that, but internally and, I want to work for L'Oreal, which I'm sure you know. Okay. And they have a lot of really cool, really okay. to that kind of early stuff. So you want the beauty products. I want the beauty products. My sister's in and the beauty then, industry. Yeah. And then long term, I want to work for LVMH, but doing the same stuff. So you actually have a very laid out plan. I do. I think I like, like I mean, I don't have a timeline for it. I just know where I want to be eventually. And, but that's even unique to a lot of people we talk about. A lot of people, um, so like your parents didn't pressure you any sort of way? Not really. They, did not they, they said definitely go to university oh, though? Oh yeah, I mean, not going to university was not an option for me. Okay. Um, not even like, did you, you, your parents both went to college? Yeah. Okay. So even as an entrepreneur, your dad was like education first, entrepreneurship. He wasn't like a dropout that just started. No, for sure. It's like if I wanted to go to school for entrepreneurship. I, I got you, you but know? he said but definitely go to school. Definitely go to school. I think, which I'm kind of, when I think back on my childhood, I feel really blessed for that because the middle school that I went to, I talked to a lot of kids where that wasn't necessarily in the cards from. That was the first time when I talked to people and they're just like, yeah, I don't know if I want to go to college. I'm like, yeah. what do you mean you don't know if you want to go to college? Like, obviously you're going to go to college. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People were like, well, I don't know. Like, it's required. Like, it's a must for everyone. Yeah, and that's it's like how you I go middle up. school, high school, college. And then that's what we all do. More college. Yeah. Even. And it's like, <laughs> but all, going to school was always something that I knew I had to do. I got you. I got you. And so now, since being in Toronto, I guess this is flipping a bit, but uh, are a bunch of your friends from McGill in the city? Like, has it been an easy adjustment? It's actually been an incredible adjustment. I think when I first got here, I went from being in this McGill lifestyle. I was in a sorority. I lived with all my friends. And you were in a sorority? I was in a sorority. Which no one? kidding. Gamma Phi Beta. Did we have that? That was at Western. I know McGill no. had a Sigma Chi though. Yeah. I was always did. at Western. I had a friend I went to, was in Sigma Chi at Western. Yeah. Simon. Simon. McAvoy. McAvoy, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, I know. Of course. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. Cool. Awesome. I have no friends that went to <laughs> <laughs> McGill Sigma Chi. Um, but yeah, so yes, yeah, so I went from living in this environment and I'm surrounded by all my friends. I lived in the McGill ghetto. So all, everyone I knew was within like a two block radius. Mm. Like my best friend lived right down the street from me. Um, sorry. It's okay. Um, so then going from that to living in this apartment by myself and oh, yeah, having pad. like a couple people that I knew in the city was really scary. And there was one weekend I remember it was like Grand Prix weekend in Montreal and I couldn't go back for some reason. And the three people that I knew in Toronto were busy and I'm just sitting in my apartment alone. <laughs> and I was like, God damn it. This sucks. I was like, I Did you not hop on the apps. This. Did you not hop on like Bumble and Tinder? That and like- shit freaks me out. Not going to lie. Really? I've never, nor will I ever go on the apps. I okay. Can't do it. I also will say that the U S had a huge stigma on those apps when we went through really Canadians. Was there? I don't oh, remember. What were they saying about it? No, I don't think it's Americans because my sister met her boyfriend on hinge and they live together in New York. They and- use it as much as us do. Yeah. No, okay. Yeah. I, they definitely use it as much as we do. But in the, when we did the fraternity tour, it, yeah. it was seen as not cool. Like the frat guys, they would they would be like, "How oh, Montana is a joke," <laughs> you know what I mean? But also like, 
Like they're on it. Yeah, yeah. but when we were there was was a bunch of years ago. I feel like the stigma is just. Kind you think of, it's lifted? Yeah, I think the stigma is definitely lifted. But I personally don't see myself ever doing it. The I, the concept really freaks me out. Like I, I'm not judgmental whatsoever of my friends who do, and like I'm like a lot of people that I know have dated people from these apps, and that's like amazing for them. I just can never do it for myself. I'm too freaked out. So how would you meet guys? Just McGill connections. Um, work on I the just street. Kind of meet guys when I go out, and if I like them, cool. We'll it's keep the American talking. Way. The American way. It's actually being approachable at a <laughs> yes, bar and be, exactly. like, being like, "Yes, Mister, what is your story?" Like, if I was a girl, I would at least hear the first five minutes of whatever guy had to say. Do you know? Yeah. Instead of just being like, "No, no," they because, do that. Oh my god! Yeah. Yeah. You, they just see you I walking just over. Feel uncomfortable. Just like no. Same. It's actually, I feel uncomfortable, uncomfortable on both sides. Yeah. And I, that's, well, the thing is a lot of guys won't do it just because it's happened so many times that we don't even know if a lot of girls would, there's be, like a culture now. It's just like, you don't do it because because it, it's turned just, away anyway. Yeah. It turned away. And yeah. then so that way the, the guys that push through girls, it's like, a, it's a compounding on both sides. Cause the guys that push through are usually like pushy guys that maybe aren't like Rico suave. Um, and they just like roll in and they're like, Hey, and the girl's like, ew, get away. And then it just like, we observe that and we're like, Oh, I don't want to be that guy. And yeah. it just like, it magnifies on both ends. Not to say we don't do it and you don't have random encounters, but in the States was the only times in my life where I've been approached. Really? Yeah. And also you have, when you're traveling, you feel a lot more confident I, when you're traveling for sure. Mm. I feel like it's almost different. It is a little bit different, but I mean like even when I was sitting at a bar uh, or like walking, I've like approached. Yeah. And that's nothing to do with me traveling. I could just look, I look like any other guy. I don't yeah. know, but we're getting off track. Uh, where was I talking? Where were we going? We were talking about university. Oh, me moving my friends and here. And then. Or people and that the weekend. Here. Yeah. So we my had no sad one. weekend. Alone. Yeah. Sad, <laughs> literally was a sad weekend. I just smoked weed by myself. I sat on my balcony. I was like, oh, fuck like, that. like this is so fucking sad <laughs> and I was like watching people's Instagram stories in Montreal and I was like god damn it I shouldn't, shouldn't have laughed I was like oh this is horrible but then I snapped out of it and then I actually made really good friends in my building where I live did like, you just like stand in the lobby I was making chicken at the barbecue oh the outdoor barbecue and I was approached by what I thought at the time was a straight guy trying to hit on me and I was like ugh but no. you let it, you let him in. I though. was like, I'm just making my chicken. Like, I really don't want to have a conversation. And then I found out very, very quickly that he was not straight and he was very gay. And I was like, perfect. And that's what work. led you to that night out. And which that's, that's what led brought you to our event. Yes, exactly. Yes. Okay. See, if you had rejected that gay man right off the bat, like some girls would, you would have never been sitting here. This is true. And that's why I, I say, like, at least give that guy five minutes. Yeah, and, and I gave him five minutes and he made me a burger. So fucking like, it all worked out. You hear that out oh. there, girls. The next time you <laughs> want to reject some guy, unless he actually is coming at you hot, like just eating his own face or like fucked up or just, you know, right off the bat by his looks that you don't like him. Even then give him a shot because maybe he's gay and he wants to cook you a burger. I, you know what I mean? 10 like, out of 10 would recommend. It was a fire burger too. It was super good. Trav, that was like a Don Cherry 
coach's corner moment there. You're like, you hear that out there, kids? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't stand in front of the puck. See, what the girls are doing today is they're just turning the guy down right when he comes in. And how are they going to exactly. know if what he's got for them is a burger or maybe a cool group of friends? Exactly. Well, so I made really good friends with these three people in my building and I kind of just do everything with them now. Everything? Everything. We shower, we go to the bathroom together. No, I'm kidding. We, we watch movies like every single night. Last time we watched Austin Powers actually. Nice. Which one? Um, The first one. Nice. We, we watched the first one because I have this for fun. Sometimes I'll go on my message requests on my Instagram <laughs> and- <laughs> Some of the messages I get are really interesting. Um, so Can we pull some up right now? We t- we totally could. I don't know where my my phone is. I think it's it's my bag. I'll get it. You can keep going. Anyways, um, so yesterday I am kind of bored, and this guy blew me off. So I was like, okay, like let's just dive into the DMs and see what's up. So I actually thought. Do you consider DMs in the same, like, do you look at them the same way as the dating apps? Yes. Okay. Slide in my DMs, it's not going to happen. Trav, take notes. I'm not a DM slider. This guy DMs me, Venmo for snaps. Like, he'll send me money if I send him snaps. So I respond. The the life of a girl. I eh? respond with the Dr. Evil meme going $1 million. And he responds, ha ha, 50. I'm a cute college guy from California. <laughs> so then I respond with another Dr. Evil meme going, $1 billion. <laughs> <laughs> and then he sent me the topless photo, which, which, which was kind of just not really of cute. Him? Of him, of himself. Before, that- And then he's like, I'm cute though. Ha ha, you're a dime. I'm just a college guy from San Diego. I'll you already said you that. Yeah, the same line. Like, you already yep, said that. We got it. And then I posted that actually, this this I posted this on my story. Oh, did and, and then he goes, We thought it was funny. I was trying to block him. I was like, I don't want you to, I don't want to make fun of you. So I like, you know, blacked out his name, whatever. And he goes, Well, at least it made the storyline. And a little shrug emoji. And I, then I'm he gonna goes, tell you one thing, that's not the first story that that guy's been on. No, definitely <laughs> Whether not. It's a, he's used to this. List. He's yeah. used to it. And then he goes, Bikini snaps question mark. And I respond, No thanks. This was fun. Really enjoyed this chat. So you must have been bored. I was bored. But I thought it was pretty funny. So that's what I do for fun. Sometimes I just see what people have to say. And so uh, that guy there would come to Toronto and not be deterred by seeing all these other guys getting turned down. Yeah, so from he's girls. the one that would push through. Yeah. And then girls are like, oh, wait, that's why I don't like guys through. And, uh, but again, if you gave him five minutes, you'd be like, oh, you said you were a cute college boy four times and you offered to pay me for nude pictures. So now I know to walk away. Now I know to walk away. You know what I mean? You just got to get everyone to try. You know, maybe, maybe he just wanted me to send him some snaps. Oh, you're in a sorority. Do you do that as well? (laughs) Yeah. Can you explain to me what Venmo is? Venmo basically is like the equivalent of, think of it as like in the States, there's no e-transfer. So you can send someone money to their Venmo. It's like an app, third-party app, and then from your Venmo, download money to your bank. Wait, are you telling me that we have one thing over the States? Oh, my God. Canadian banking is so superior than American. You can't send people money through your bank account. No way. That's what they use Venmo. That's Uh, what I'm like, I was like, I don't even have a Venmo. So I was like, I'll send you my photos and what? So what do you do in the States when you, when you like owe someone money? You just can't. You Venmo them. 
Oh. Okay. 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 Teaching so you guys a thing or two for your I trips to California. Now you guys know I'm preparing yeah. you. I'm preparing yeah. you. Yeah. So You're welcome. I, I, I usually eat transfer girls for their nudes. So this is really great to know if I want to go south of the border. Yeah, you if you're going to pay someone for nudes, Venmo, apparently, according, mm-hmm. according to this guy, is the way to do it. See, what I would love to know is, has that ever worked? Has that ever worked? No. Uh, but you, has it ever worked? You know what? I'm actually sure. Sure. I'm sure He's probably has. a numbers guy. He's a numbers guy. Do you have a big following? It's not huge. What's, uh, what are we at here? Like five thousand ish around what and and you got there without any bikini pics no there's definitely there's definitely a few okay in there so not gonna lie yeah yeah so it's not my last post is a bikini it's not like you're just on your merry way to work and some guy like oh look at this yeah and some guy just like no it's like you're like okay i put a few bikini pics up i have five thousand followers i'm sure you've gotten much worse than that yeah what's the weirdest um, what's the weirdest one you can think of Mm. I get a lot of unsolicited dick pics. Nice. But what's guys really great. That? Guys do that. And what's great about Instagram now. Rob is gets that, a lot of those too. Yeah. Weirdly. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> it happens a I lot. Don't know. Um, photos now from message requests are blurred for your discretion. Oh, so you, you play dangerously and you click them sometimes. Sometimes. Well, the thing is it shows up and it's like this photo is, they blur it automatically, right? Just for whatever reason. So you can click on it and then it gives you a blurred out version of what the photo actually is. So you can just kind of make out like, Oh, that's generally a male penis. That, that is, Probably a penis, so I'm not going <laughs> to click on it. So I'll just delete it. <laughs> I mean, that was fun. But then sometimes I like see if I would still look at them. See, I wouldn't. Oh, I don't really. I think I think a lot of girls agree with me on this. I do. I don't want to see your dick. Yeah, I don't want to see it. But does seeing it affect you in a negative way? It'll scare me. I'll it's be scared. Sc- why are you scared? Because it's a penis. I know, but like if someone sent sent you an unsolicited nude, like nude Rob as a female, Mm -hmm. you'd be like, yes. But even like, check it out. No, 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 no. But but, but put it in the same perspective. I guess unsolicited would be from a girl that you wouldn't want to see naked. Okay. I would still look at I would still look. It's so different. It is very different. Yes. Even if the it was a guy. The only time, the only time. Yeah, I'd check out the competition. I would check really? it. Yeah, I would look Jeez, at it. Jeez, I would not. I would abstain. I would definitely not. I'm on your mic? Yeah. Yeah. So there we go. There, there we go. go. No, I, de- I definitely, I wouldn't, I wouldn't choose to, uh, you know, expose my, my virgin eyes to something like that. Okay, fair enough. I just always thought like there would be no harm in seeing it, even though like it's not. I thought it, for sure I could see how no girl is attracted to that. Uh huh. But I would. I just thought like for fun, like you'd like check out this one I got, like send it around. Be like, mm-hmm. whoa, look at that one. <laughs> <laughs> whoa. <laughs> close friend story. Yeah, oh close friend story. That, that no, piece. No, no, Do you have no, a Finsta no. too? Um, I used to have a Finsta, but it got me a lot of trouble in school, so I got rid of it. Is it? How basically what happened was, yes, I'll tell the story. So when in my second year of school, I started kind of like casually seeing this guy. And at the time I really needed male attention to feel validated. And I basically wanted to date him. And he was like, no, I'm graduating. I don't want to date you. And 
I went a little crazy because of it. Just like I wasn't used to like, I was, I thought he was going to say yes. I didn't like the rejection, whatever. So I posted this horrible thing on my Finsta. But at the time I used my Finsta almost as a way to make myself feel better about things. It was like Mm -hmm. my personal diary and I would vent in it. You know, like everyone who followed me knew like the tone I would use my other posts and that I wasn't really serious with what I said. And I was just trying to be funny, whatever. However, if you take it out of context, I look like a gigantic bitch. Mm. And unfortunately, something that I decided to write circulated around. And I learned the hard way that nothing you put on the internet is really private. Okay. So I decided that it was best to just get rid of the Finsta. Yeah. It lay it to rest. If you're going to shit talk... Don't do it online. And then my Finsta got really big. Like I th- honestly, I thought I was pretty funny. I'd post memes of myself. Um, like it was a whole thing. Well, that's not shit talking. Yeah, but it was half. Half of it was like my mental breakdowns on the internet, and mm. then half of it was like, look at this horrible photo of myself. It was like that's, a burn book moment. It was like a burn book moment for sure. So, so there a couple girls from work. Uh, they were drunk one night, and they let me onto their mm-hmm. Finsta. Let me start following them. Mistake, and then, first mistake. <laughs> and then I was on it for a few months, and I was just seeing like all the nonsense that they were doing. Yeah. And uh, they have since. I think they took note and <laughs> have have removed they me. Removed yeah. You? Yeah. So I'm no longer part of their Finsta lives, yeah. but it was fun. I'm still on a couple yeah. Finstas. Uh, you know what? I don't know. I I understand it, but like. As a comedy platform, sure. Yeah. But still, like, if you're gonna shit, like, you gotta toe that line. Then you gotta toe that line. It's it's kind of was a gray area for me of like what was too much and what wasn't enough. And could like, you give us any deets on it? Is there anything that you could share? Or is it was it a meme or was it like a that kind of just got me in trouble? You mean yeah. yeah? Um, it was it wasn't even a photo. It was the caption was the issue. Of his or yours? It was on mine. My Finsta. I posted like a photo, basically like saying. It was like maybe a photo of like a selfie of me crying, probably. Nice. nice. <laughs> um, and then the caption was this whole thing where I was just like, "I'm done with this guy." Like I remember one line specifically that haunts me to this day, and I said, "Fuck you, fuck this, I'm so fucking hot." I and love that. That was though. the caption, but take out of context, it makes me look really conceited and horrible. But really, the it's idea, just confident. Me, no, me posting yeah. that, me posting it was just to be like, "I have been rejected. I feel shitty about being rejected." I need to hype myself up. I do that it was, all the that time. Was kinda, if that makes you a bitch, I'm in the mirror and I'm no, like, no, it was just the context. It was other things that I, I don't even want to read equivalent. what I said, <laughs> but people just like passed this shit around. It got to everyone. And I was kind of seeing this guy after the fact. And he basically ended it with me because he was like, I saw that post. Oh, shut up. He used that. Yeah. Cause I'm really just horrible person. And yeah, he used that. <laughs> no, he used that. Like he, I, I feel like, he was probably, um, I don't think that post could, de- would have deterred him from seeing you. No, I, th- I really think it did. Really? Cause yeah. And he's a yeah. bitch. <laughs> if I saw that, that's a, that's like a laugh out loud. That's like a looking oh, back. It's yeah. fucking hysterical. I'm not going to lie. It was comedy. However, if you meant it, then I would be like, you're crazy. Yeah. Like, no, if, not if you, if you meant it. Cause like you mean it, like I say stuff like that and I mean it, Yeah. but you're saying it in like a, it's all tone. Like it's if you all, said it's all tone, I agree. Yeah. It's, it's all tone. It wasn't meant to be like, I'm so fucking hot. Fuck you. It was like, I'm hot. I'm hot, bitch. I'm like, super hot. Let me do me. Yeah. Let me, I'll, I need to get over this. That but, was kind of like what I was trying to do. I remember but, 
we we were in the car one time and we were talking. I forget how we got onto the topic of conversation, but anyways, uh, Trav started talking about his dating life and uh, he starts listing all the things that he does. He's like, I'm a pilot, like I'm a singer, like I play music, I'm smart. I got like all these, like, listing all these qualifications and stuff. He's like, he's like I'd fucking date me. <laughs> <laughs> But no, but but, but it's a, it's the same kind of tone and it's yeah, funny. It's funny, but it, if, yeah. but if if someone didn't know you and you're out here listing like all the amazing things about me, people would be like, "Wow, you're really fucking conceited." Right? Like I don't ever Do you remember put, this. Yeah, I don't ever <laughs> put that on the podcast. But Robbie's twice now put that on the podcast. Have I? <laughs> yes. But it's funny. It's like it's I, not. It's funny because of tone and it, because yeah. of people tone. on the podcast know my tone because it's like a long form conversation. Yeah. But if I put that in a caption and I said. I'm, I'm, I don't want to do it because you don't want to do it. Exactly. And then I'd say, and then I like listed it and I was like, I'd fucking date me. People would read that and be like, what, what an the, asshole. What an asshole. <laughs> right. And that's exactly what people thought of me. I totally get it. And it's like, that was the last thing I wanted to portray. Like I was just an emotional wreck because the guy that I liked didn't want to date me. Yeah. You know, like I, I was, fucking date. I me. was facing all this rejection. <laughs> so I was like healing and the only way I knew how, obviously, putting my personal life on the internet. I got you. Lessons yeah. learned. And this is a Lessons really 20-year-old thing. Oh, my God, it is. I couldn't talk to my mom about my Finsta. She's like, what the fuck is a Finsta? Yeah, like, she's like, is that a new car you bought? Yeah, like, what it, the hell? It yeah. broke down a Finsta? <laughs> is that a Tesla? Oh, Jesus Christ. Um, no, this is really because we grew up half and half. How old are you? I'm 22. Okay. Yeah, very close to my age. I'm very young as well. As a 26 year old turning 27 in a few <laughs> weeks. Um, so we're like the same age and uh, we grew up half and half. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, I definitely grew up half and half. Like, I mean, I didn't have like an iPhone until I was in ninth grade. Halfway through ninth grade was the first time I got an iPhone. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I think that was about that. We were like 10th. Yeah. By the way, Blackberries first. Blackberries are huge. I didn't Canada. have a Blackberry. Okay. I, I didn't either. I don't know why I said that. I, I had iPhone. a couple Blackberries. Oh, okay. See, I, I wasn't. I wasn't that BBM generation. See, I was such. An I was idiot. huge on it. Yeah, so like first year university, dude. Really? Not, yeah. And then remember when the app finally came to iPhone and everyone got all yeah. You know, on I do remember like because second. I yeah. just bought a BlackBerry finally, dude. I'm <laughs> such an idiot, man. Like, uh, my cousin had an iPhone. And he brought it up to uh, like the family place that we cottage out east. And I saw how powerful and cool and amazing it was. And I'm like, I had my shit phone at the time. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to get an iPhone. I get the iPhone. I go back to high school. Everyone's got a BlackBerry. Everyone's in a BBM chat. Where's the party at? What's going on? People in class are just BBM each other. I'm like, I have a great camera. You know, like <laughs> I'm like, look at these apps. It's a touch screen. No have, one gave a, a fuck. And I was like, it's, it's like a you better- wouldn't even exchange numbers. You'd be like, what's your pin? Dude, You'd scan it. Was, it. it was yeah. insanity. I'm like, what's your pin? I'm like, like my bank pin? Like <laughs> and then <laughs> finally, sorry. um, and I stuck it out because I was like, you guys are wrong. iPhone's a better phone. You were right. And I was right, but guess what? You got a Blackberry. No, being right doesn't matter if you're excluded. You know? Yeah, so yeah. and I did the same thing for PlayStation. PlayStation was a better equipment. Everyone got Xbox. Who couldn't I play online with? No one. All my friends, right? <laughs> I couldn't play online with any of them. But I was like, it's better. It doesn't matter what's better if it's not what's popular. We join a fraternity. First year university. They're like, we have a fraternity BBM group. You got to be in it. It's the only way we communicate. Buy a BlackBerry. Six months. iPhone gets the app. 
everyone in the fraternity d- dumped their blackberries and got iPhones. The blackberry sucked. It was the torch. It was the one that slid, had a keyboard and a touch screen <laughs> oh, brutal. was going from an iPhone to blackberry was like going from, um, my car into like a 1950s, like beater truck or something <laughs> like it sucked. And, uh, I, after six months with the blackberry, I bought an iPhone right back to it. Just wow. bad timing. I saw recently Motorola is releasing a version of their Razor again. No way. As a smartphone? Yeah, as a smartphone. Guess which phone I won't be getting. <laughs> the Razor. Yeah, the because Razor. the iPhone's great. And yeah, it links right? up with my my computers. They're really going to the make a dent and, in that market yeah. share. <laughs> <laughs> it's cool, I guess. I don't know. You have an iPhone, obviously. And you always want iPhone. Yeah, I mean, it's pink. Yeah, you exactly. can't beat that shit. Like, you got AirPods? Yeah, of course you do. Oh, I actually put my AirPods in. Rich. The wash. Oh, I saw you have you have wired ones because over there. I put my AirPods in the wash. They're not waterproof because your wired ones are. I've washed them a I few know. times now. But not the thing on is, I only put the charging case in the wash. The headphones are fine. Okay. You However, need, buy a new charging case. Yeah, I have an appointment at the Apple Store on Friday already, so I'm so going to bring an old case in and be like, I don't know what happened. <laughs> they're, they're, they're going to say. Water damage. <laughs> they always do it. They're I like, put it in race for like three days. Like they'll just go. They'll just be like, okay, it's water damage. We opened it up. It's water damage. <laughs> I'm like, that's so weird. That's so weird. Like oh. it's never. You can't touched, wash them. I mean, it, it's never touched water. Yeah. So maybe. But the new iPhones, they're waterproof, aren't they? Yeah. This one, I guess, is supposedly waterproof. No, it is. I don't know if I believe that. I do believe it because I seen it. You've seen it. Yeah, I was that's at the cottage fun. a few weeks ago, and my friend literally with his light on the fo- screen open dropped his phone into the water. The light's still on as it's sinking to the bottom. You could see it at the bottom with the light on dives down, picks it up. It was like 10 feet, brings it up to the dock, stands in his texting, flicks the light off, puts it on the counter. No way. Never turned it off. Never put it in rice. It works. Did he mean to do that? No, no. Who means to do that? I don't know. Thought he was like showing you. No, he was, he was trying to get proof. on a paddleboard. He's like, "Oh, I got my yeah. phone in my pocket," and he like fumbled it into the water with all his credit cards and had to get them too. Um, but yeah, shed. And he flicked on the light somehow. Kind of weird. Yeah. But cool. uh, so everything wrapped up because we're not, we're almost done. You, what was unique about what you said? And we never, we actually never really had any revelations about social media. Just that it was hard to navigate. We make mistakes. Yeah. And I think we're going to learn some lessons about having a podcast where I say a lot of weird stuff on it. Yeah. But yeah, um, we had no revelations about social media. But what I thought was unique about your story, other than where you came from, was that you do have a plan. I so, do. Which is, and like you, do you have any, are you like a lot of our generation that it's decision anxiety that makes us upset? But because you have a plan, do you find yourself anxious about your decisions about like, like do am I anxious about them not happening or like, what is your, like, are you, so I find that the majority of people we talk to, no matter what they're doing, they say, I don't really know if this is what I want to do and I don't really know where I want to go. And that's why they're anxious and upset. Yeah. I think my thing is I get anxious and upset when I don't have a plan, when I'm just winging it and I'm just like going for it. Mm-hmm then I feel as if I'm not like allocating my energy and my time as efficiently and as like directly as I can. Mm. And that's the thing about me I've kind of noticed is that I love trying new things and I love experiencing what life has to offer, which is again why I kind of just bounce around from city to city now. But 
I need to have some sort of stability and consistency in my life and something that I can work at constantly. And for me, what I, what I know is that for a while I was like, do I really want to go into this? Is this really what I want to do? Mm-hmm. But there's so much diversity and creativity involved in the field that I want to go into. I feel like I can never be bored of it and I can never like fully exhaust my career choices because it has so much to offer. So I'm not scared by like the fact that I know what I want to do. And like, I'm like, am I missing out? Is this really what I'm supposed to do? Whatever. I feel like there's just enough for me to learn along the way that I don't feel scared about that. That is, that's like super unique. Yeah. Because we don't normally get that outlook from the majority of the people that we speak to. Well, everyone's anxious when they don't have a plan. The problem is, is that they can't, it's everyone can make a plan when they know what they want to do. Yeah. Um, everyone doesn't know what they want to do. Yeah. And even I, even that the reason, the whole reason we started this podcast is that we're like, we don't know what we want to do. We're 24 and 25 years old. It's now or never like figure it out or else you're going to float through into the rest of your life without figuring out. Yeah. And we committed to something using a few processes. And like, if you listen to all the podcasting episodes we've done, you can see our plan and how we figured it out. Um, but even with all that and a weekly commitment to figuring it out and talking to so many people and being like, this is what we want to do and focusing. I fight all the time against that doubt and that like, it's just like, I think it's just some, some people have it. Some people don't, I don't know. Like, it, yeah. it, but you just seem to be like, I'm jealous is what I'm saying. <laughs> like you're just not sitting there being like, you like your job. Yeah. I love my job. And you have a good attitude about it. And yeah. I think partially it's because what the fuck. I, I mean, people. I think it's uh, pertains more to people in the creative industries where you know PR is pretty creative though. Yeah, it's really creative. Yeah, but uh, but I guess you like, mean uh, you mean like I can't. There's no one's gonna hire me as a rock star. Exactly. I got it's you. like she's full time. She's got something she's committed to. She knows what she's doing day to day. It's and then, big time. Society reflect like society yeah. does not really reward the stuff we're doing until we get successful. I, I completely agree. You have nothing I until you have everything. I, I totally agree. It's like, for example, people who like just started out modeling, you're in like an Ikea catalog. Like that's, people are going to make fun of you. But then yeah. the second you're on the cover of Vogue, everyone's like, shit, you made yeah. it. Yeah. Exactly. It's like the, everyone will shit on you during the process, but it's only the end results that matter. I completely agree with mm, that. So that's where a lot of our. But, but I think, I'm, I think this shit's really cool to be completely honest. Like I crave creativity and like cool things in my life because not that like, I haven't had that in the past. Like, yes, I used to dance and I used to be really creative. And do you still whatever. aggressively dance everywhere? I don't aggressively dance everywhere What anymore. about the club? Do you still whip it out? Oh my God, I whip it out. <laughs> you have no idea. Like hip hop? Are we talking like no, ballet? No, I'm just talking like just wasted flailing okay. of my limbs. Like when you, when you dance when you're younger, what, was it hip hop or was it like it was more? ballet. So do you just whip out ballet at the bar sometimes? Oh, for sure. Just bring my point shoes, put them on. Yeah, yeah a few pirouettes. Yeah, exactly. Few, Look at you with the well, There's lingo. one with like a, a schlitz or there's like a... <laughs> I don't know. Um, fuck, there's a few other things I keep getting distracted. I keep wanting to ask you. Um, what were we talking about just now? Um, Should we talk about how many phone calls this guy gets? Is that lot. how many, what, four during four. this episode? Four. Fuck, I wanted to ask you before I said you were aggressively dancing. You like your job, something. What I want to do. I like, I, like I know what I want to oh, do. Yes. How did you end up at our music video thing? Oh, that's what I wanted to know. So I met, you know, Thomas, obviously. Yeah. So I met Thomas at this gay bar. 
What was Thomas doing at a gay bar? With his brother. Is his brother gay? His brothers, his stepbrothers gay. His stepbrothers gay. So that you know, I was would... like, his brother's not. I was like, that's you would have just dropped some huge news if if Thomas's biological <laughs> brother was gay right now. No, he's not. Um, it's not as far as I know. Okay, um, maybe. And then I actually, I don't know if I can say this, but I did for the first time. Squeeze me. <laughs> 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 I don't know if this is appropriate to talk about. Um, but yeah, I I, um, I did for the first time um, at this gay bar. Was it was it a friend's? Yes. I actually found it on the ground. No, um, it was a friend's. And they were like, try it. And I was like, this seems scary. And they're yeah, like, but like, are you the type of person to accept uh, someone's Obviously. Obviously, because yeah. I did it. And is it good? Yeah. Really? It was pretty fun. So you met Tommy on Yep. I actually don't remember <laughs> meeting him. Really? Because I was you, jumping around flailing like crazy dancing. I've I've never not only have I never done I don't even know people that have done it to know what it is. It's basically it makes you feel like you're just really wasted. You know what does that too? Um alcohol. <laughs> 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 like really well, actually. Yeah. It almost emulates it perfectly. Yeah. It's a close second for sure. Okay. I was also really drunk. Okay. Hence why my decision. Maybe he doesn't have the hangovers. Maybe. Maybe. Anyways, that's where I met him at this gay bar. Okay. So hole. You were a K hole. What the kids call it. By the way, this is hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> I'm super fascinated. Oh my God. Yeah. I'm glad. Uh, I'm glad you it's took funny. your gay friends. Did get a lot of gay guys do? Um. I actually, I don't know. Okay. Your gay friend that does just happens to be mm-hmm. and you meet Tommy. You mm-hmm. don't remember meeting him. No. How does that relationship continue? He asked me for my number mm-hmm. and I just gave it to him because I wanted him to leave me alone. That's amazing. Yeah. That's amazing. And then I'm, then he took me to your music thing. Oh, so. No, we hung out multiple times before that. Okay. 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 So you wanted to get rid of him. Yes. You g- gave him your number and yes. then he reached out and then what made, were you bored? Was it? No. You he, just looked at his, in- he was nice to talk to. He was, it was interesting. It was the Grand Prix weekend when she was all alone. Yeah. I was all alone. No, this was, this was after that. Um, no, cause I, I definitely vouch for Tommy. So I, I it was, I'm more interested that you had that initial reaction cause I find him quite charming. Yeah. But when you're in a K hole, <laughs> <laughs> no one <laughs> It's like quite charming. <laughs> oh, that's so fresh. Yeah. Um, so, okay. You hung out a few times and then he was like, do you want to come to my friend's music yeah. video party? Did you meet anyone there? My like, friend Jackie was there. Oh, okay. Who I knew from McGill. Um, but like, because it, it, it's like, uh, that's an opera. That's our entire friend group. That yeah, was there, obviously. Okay. That was like Did an you know opportunity. anyone else? Because we had a couple friends from McGill that were there. Not that I spoke to. Okay. Did he make it seem like he was a really cool like insider, like going to a big music video party or did he downplay it? Like these are just some friends showing a video on a big screen. That's kind of, yeah. He took the humble route. He took the humble route. He wasn't like, yeah, I got like a premiere party if you want to go. It was, he was humble about it. <laughs> okay. For sure. Okay. I like that. I, like <laughs> I love that, about that dude. It. I think he's so funny. Um, yeah, but that's like our whole friend group. Like that was, that's an opportunity. You now know us too. You know, the people at the table at the, when we went to the, um, we got drinks and stuff. 
Uh, I don't know if you met really any of them, but I'm just saying like that, that's an opportunity to get some more immersion into the Toronto scene because we are no lie. The coolest people in the city. Yeah, I can tell. Yeah. I definitely get that vibe. Uh As as someone who's not very cool myself, I am drawn to people who are. And we are cool where we live. I didn't even need to go somewhere else. That's really impressive. See, I'm not cool (laughs) in Seattle. I'm really not cool. I I want it like the, the way you just dropped the thing. (laughs) <laughs> Makes you want to open up a whole line of questioning about party habits and and stuff like that. But I know Robbie's got to hit the road. And well, you can continue. I know, but how much do you want to divulge to the the world? You know what I mean. Um, like how? What is your thoughts on on like would, what what kind of things would you say about yourself like publicly? Would you like you would say that publicly? Would you tell? Um, a coworker that no, would you tell a family member that I would tell my siblings for sure. Okay. I think if I told my mom, she'd be like, what? I don't think she would even know what I, is. I, I still don't really. What it's you horse do it again? tranquilizer. Uh, what? <laughs> <laughs> With people, what? Would I, would I do it again? Yeah, definitely. I definitely do it again. Interesting. Um, have you, have you tried other things? I have. Okay. You know what I'm going to, you know what I'm going to do? What are you going to do? Is not, talk to you about them cool on air that's great idea because that's probably a better idea that's definitely the safer a, route the safer route you know? yeah because you know every everyone you know you're you're only human if you take your friends once you know what exactly. i mean exactly and uh no one no one get on your case for that yeah right so but the re- if it sounds more intentional you know then you i mean i was i was pressured into it you know mm. like it was basically forced it's very scary me. um you know, when you're in a, a gay, a gay environment like that and you're a straight person, <laughs> but then quickly it becomes actually my, my gay bar experiences, they've been pleasant, yeah. but it's scary when you first get in there because, uh, the roles get reversed. I've never been. What do you mean? That's scary. Oh, just like, um, it's, you know how it's scary being a woman at a bar. Yes. It's scary being a, a man at a gay bar. Does that make sense? That, no, that definitely makes sense because so two of my really good friends now that I live with in, in my building are gay mm-hmm. and the way in which they approach dating and hooking up is so much more forward than anything I've ever seen in my life. Like they'll be on Grindr. It's actually beautiful. And to, you know, like they'll match with someone or whatever and they literally respond. Like, where do you live? Literally, where where are you? Mm-hmm. Where do or I like, bring this sexy, meat? Like, where do I deliver this package? Like, literally, it's like, it's an immediate and- and it's, it just, it's, it's cause there's no bullshit. There's no bullshit. And it's because it's like the way that it was described to me was that guys tend to be, you know, hornier than girls. So if you just put two of them together, it's exactly what it is. It's uh, just, just, immediate. I don't know if we're hornier than girls, but I, yeah, 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 yeah. I think but, but guys are just know, always down to hook up. So it's like, yeah, you're always down. See, girls like you put aren't two guys together. Girls aren't always down, but quicker. No, when, when girl, I agree, it's quicker for sure. It's just guys are more physically horny girls. I find that if you have a, if you have a girl that likes a guy, Oh my God, just it's, 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 it's like, like it's like, I just yeah, yeah, yeah. like, they're like, I want to do this all the time, all day. Whereas a guy might be like, okay, like if that's, like some physical, like these very much just like physically horny surface to surface, no bullshit. He doesn't need you to, to be an interesting person yeah. and gay guys just threw that out the window Yeah, and they're like, Hey, um, they fuck way more than we do. Oh, Oh my God. Way more. Like it's insanity. It's actually paradise. If you, if you, if you are just into hooking up, 
you're, you should be jealous. Yeah, you should definitely be jealous. Because they are doing threesomes, foursomes, Four every kinkiness, every single day up, something different. Yeah. Hang you from the ceiling, like swing you around, like everything that you as a straight male think you want to do sexually, your gay friend is or doing it on they've a- They've done it seven times already. They're doing it on a Tuesday. And that's literally, a- No, literally. That's a I'm, Tuesday afternoon. Look, one of my friends on, I literally want to say, oh, Saturday night, how to foursome. And that's just like- Oh, that's just my Saturday night. That's just your Saturday night. Uh, so yeah, I definitely, when I went to the gay bar at first, I was a little on edge and I, I'm not on edge because I'm like, Oh, gay people. Like it just on edge just cause, uh, it's just different. It's different. And, um, you're getting looks and it's uncomfortable obviously cause I could imagine that those looks, cause I know I'm not attracted to men would feel like looks you get from guys that you're not attracted to. Yeah. So I'm like, Oh, I'm immediately uncomfortable. Yeah. And the only difference is I, I, between a girl and a guy is obviously I'm not physically intimidated. Whereas if I was also like, if they were all huge bodybuilder gay guys and I was getting that same thing, I would be like, okay, now I understand what it's like being a straight girl. At a yeah. Bar. But yeah. at first I was, I was intimidated but without the physical side and it was a drag queen show. Amazing. And I was, uh, I was with his Robbie's future brother-in-law, like his sister's fiance and Robbie's sister and some people. And the person was like to Robbie's future brother-in-law. I don't, you call it sister's boyfriend, sister's fiance was like, you, sir, um, are you together? And he thought, uh, I don't know what, what ended up happening, but he ended up saying yes, thinking that, the, he was saying him and uh, his, but yes. obviously it's a gay bar and he's standing next to me and the girl and they're like, lovely, like thinking it's him and me. And they're like, you two make it like, oh, awesome. And then they started like talking with us a lot during the show. And like all these guys would like, were like coming up being like lucky. Like, you know, you know, you don't know what I would do to you. If, like, oh my and, gosh. Like, Holy shit. And I got a lot of free drinks. Really like that. That's awesome. Good for you. Everyone left. I was left behind. And then I started to feel really uncomfortable. I was uh -huh. having a lot of fun. And then it started to get really real when guys are buying you drinks, chatting with you. Now they want to have sex. And now I'm like, this is real. This yeah. is exactly what happens. And uh, you're leaving? Yeah, I got to roll. Baseball is supposed to be later tonight, but. That's cool, dude. Okay. Later. Thanks for coming. Of course. Thanks for having me. And um, I was really drunk and I, I got so uncomfortable. I started doing Australian accents uh -huh. and they, it started weirding them out. Uh -huh. And I just talked my way out the, out the front door. Uh, but so like I, I felt, I feel you kind of Yeah. only on a one night thing. It's, it, it's refreshing to hear because I feel like a lot of guys don't get it. And it's d very difficult to explain. It's like, go alone why? to a gay bar. If you want to get it. I, now it's like, I prefer going out with my gay friends to gay bars because it's like, well, that's a treat for you. That's like it's, an escape. I, I want to go out and I want to have fun. And I honestly don't want to have to entertain a you know, conversation with a guy. You at a gay bar is like me going to a frat party with no girls, exactly. like a day drinker, like a day shaker. Exactly. It's like, none of us want to fuck each other. And well, you never know that there's actually a few closeted gay men. You never know. But um, the, 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 but idea the premise is, is like, the same, a comfortable yes, place. It's a comfortable place and it's really nice. So I thoroughly enjoy going out with my gay friends more so than I do going out with my straight friends because sometimes straight people are horrible. So, mm. but yeah, no, I totally see it. And this, I love that little ending story. I think, thank you. Thank you, you for sharing that. You're, you're you know? welcome. And thank you for coming on. That was, that was a fun conversation. Were you at all nervous? 
I was a little nervous. I didn't really know what I was going to say. And I was like, don't say anything weird. Don't let them know that you're weird. Don't let them know you're uncomfortable. Yeah, I'm super fucking weird. Cool. 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 I think kind of adds to my charm. It's weird is charming. I think so too. It makes it it's different. It's interesting. Uh, and no, no. So you, you, uh, it, obviously you're natural. Um, but I'd like to think it's because we're such amazing hosts and, uh, I'll give myself that props right now. <laughs> and, uh, I just want to thank you for coming on. Cause a lot of people are scared too. And, uh, I'm sure we'll have you on again if you're into it. I'm super down. Okay. And we'll get some updates and maybe we can dive deep into some more specifics or like now that you've been on, you've given your general story. Maybe there's some topics that you have like specific opinions on. I definitely do. I have a lot of specific opinions, but a lot of the time people don't want to hear them, but they're definitely there. We want to hear them. Cool. If you just make note, like make a little note. Okay. You have, you now have an outlet. Perfect. Uh, And other than that, at the end of every episode, you've never heard one, right? No, I've never heard one. You didn't even do any research. I, I didn't. That's that's bold because I would have researched because I because what if this was like a podcast where we're like frat guys just like talking to sorority girls. Wow, that actually would be fun. Not gonna lie. Wow, okay, and for next time. For next time, we'll just like pull out like the I'll wear like a backwards visor. And cool. My super. Sh- I am wearing a tank top, pretty frat. Um, but uh, I lost my train of thought. Oh, at the end of every episode, you haven't listened to an episode, but we say uh, see you next Tuesday. Because uh, we come out every Tuesday uh-huh. and it spells something funny. And uh, so we will see you next Tuesday. Awesome. We'll find each other substitutes and lose the